0: Brahma Vidya or Knowledge of Ultimate Reality 10th Session Sri D.B. Ganguly's Work Om Shri Guru Janamaha Harihi Om Shri Ganesha Yanamaha Dr. Krishnamurti Shastri Dambay Punacha Pantwala Dalakudakshan Karnataka India Removal of Misery by the knowledge of Brahmatman, the ultimate reality. <coughs> Brahma Vidya, Brahma Jnana, Vidya, all these terms are synonyms. This knowledge or cognition extends up to intuitive experience of pure consciousness, Avagati. It is that which culminates in intuitive experience, Anubhava, here and now. The scriptures say, if Brahman, that is, ultimate reality, is known, the paramount goal of human existence, purushartha, eccleses. If Atman is known, the knot of the heart, hrudegranti, that is, avidya, is destroyed. Tasmindrishte paravare, Vidyate hrudegrantihi, chidyante sarvosamshayaha. Hmm. But there are not three entities like Brahman that is the ultimate reality. Vidyate Hradeagrantihi Chidyante Vidyate Hudya Grantihi. And uh, what is it? Chidhyante sarva karmani paravare. This is the saying of the scriptures. So, but there are not three entities like Brahman, that is ultimate reality, the one who cognizes it, and the attainment of that reality. So, the three entities Brahman and the one who cognizes it, that is Jiva or uh, Pramatra, and the attainment of that reality Brahman, Pramaya, one who cognizes it, Pramatra, and the attainment of reality is Pramana. So, all these three are not there separately neither there are three distinct phenomena like the cognizer the instrument or valid means of cognition that is pramatra and uh, pramana and the cognizer brahman Prameya, the ultimate reality it may appear to be so from the interpretation of the scriptural sentences or by the process of ablation, it may be it may seem to be like that to the jnani also Although the reflection appearing in a mirror may seem to be in the manner it is so far away from the mirror, hence I am also that much that much distance away from the mirror, the real situation need not be according to that appearance alone. The difference that exists between Atma Jnana that is self-knowledge and, uh, and Anatma Jnana that is knowledge of not-self, has already been reckoned. In the knowledge of Anatman, the division of the type, the knower, jnatri, the valid means of knowledge, jnana, and the object of knowledge, jnaya, exists. However, in Atma jnana, it is not so. In the Anatma jnana, three are there, jnana, jnaya, jnatri. But in the Atma jnana, it is not so. Only in the Anatma jnana, the uh, trinity is present. Everything is one in Atmanjana, unitary or plenary intuitive experience alone. There is no rule of law or regulation that all the knowledge that accrues from the scriptural text should be initiatory or prompting in its import. The knowledge that accrues from the sentences in the karma kanda prompts a person into any, uh, any one particular type of karma that is ritual or rite or relieves him from a particular kind of karma. Those qualified or fit persons who have a deep-seated, obstinate identification of the type I am a doer, I am an enjoyer indulge in karmas. There is no restriction whatsoever that in those scriptural sentences the commanding or compelling forms of verbs like do this karma alone should exist. Even if it is stated in the manner for such and such a karma, such and such a fruit accrues, the person who has a desire or a hankering, for such a fruit alone will indulge in or will be motivated to do such an action without fail. All of us might have heard the story written in the Panchatantra of a Brahmin who being very greedy heard the statement of an old tiger which yelled out in the manner I will give in charity this bracelet to anyone and who believing that statement went in that direction and then on the way his leg slipped and he fell in loose sand and got stuck. We all know very well that avarice induces a person into action or karma. Hence, the sentences of the karma kanda too are not really initiated or prompting or compelling in their import. They merely indicate to those who have agreed for a particular fruit or result in a manner for such a such and such a fruit, such and such karma is the device or stratagem. Those who have an innate greed for a particular fruit naturally perform the respective or relevant karma in order to obtain that fruit. That's all. In that case, what about the Vedantic or Upanishadic sentences found in the Jnana Kanda? How are they to be interpreted or understood? To these questions, the answer is, when their knowledge accrues, one does get prompted or motivated towards either pravrti or nivurthi. He exists unto himself. That's all. For that reason alone, the scripture is expounding in the manner, when the Supreme Self, Paramatman, is cognized, the knot of the heart, Rudayagranti, which goes by the name of Ajnana in the Vedantic parlance, is destroyed. Doubts disappear. Hi Asya Karmani All the Karmas are destroyed. Paravare When the Supreme Self is cognized. The knot which ties up Atman self with the mind, the senses and the objects is itself the Hridayayagrantihi. By this alone we get karma, that is desires, Karmas that is actions and consequently a hindrance as it were is caused for our self knowledge. For the attainment of self knowledge, the untying of this knot, that is, removal of this hindrance, viz. vidya or ajnana of the nature of misconception, alone is the hallmark. In reality, in Atman, there does not exist a cognizership, brahmatratva. Therefore, he, that is, Atman or the self, is neither of the nature of indulging in anything whatsoever, nor of the nature of giving up or receding from anything whatsoever. Atman of the essential need. Uh, nature of absolute being, consciousness, bliss, cannot either be given up or acquired afresh. To those who ask the question, what should be done uh, to attain Brahma jnana, that is self-knowledge, the answer can be given with the help of an illustration. What should be done to get sleep? If you make an attempt so as to get sleep, then can it come doing nothing alone, keeping quiet Receding unto oneself within alone is the device for getting sleep. This is also in the experience of every one of us. In the same way, the knowledge of Abraham uh, not Abraham Abrahman or Anatman, that is the empirical knowledge of the type I am of the essential nature of something other than Brahman, absolute being consciousness, bliss, should be sublated or given up. Merely by this means. Brahma jnana, self-knowledge accrues. Just as without lifting the feet one cannot swim in water, in the same way, without giving up the meditation or contemplation upon the external objects, the self-knowledge does never accrue. Really speaking, even while we perform our routine actions like seeing, tasting, smelling etc., we exist in our essential nature of pure being, consciousness, bliss alone. Listen to what the scripture is saying in this regard. Yena 213. Meaning that essential nature of pure consciousness, that is intuitive experience by which alone form, taste, smell, sound through contact with the object or object, the perception of pleasure. Happiness or are all cognized, and that by which any phenomena or things which cannot be cognized do not remain in the least. That entity, reality alone, is this ultimate reality of Paramatman, that is Supreme Self. In all the mundane or material actions or uh, laukika, actions, transactions of our external senses and the internal instrument of the mind, this Atman, Self of the essential nature of Anubhava, that is pure. Absolute being consciousness or intuition experience has pervaded or permeated, so to speak, by the strength of that intuition experience or pure consciousness alone, we are cognizing the objects. Just as by means of the sun's light alone, people cognize or know everything and are carrying out all their routine transactions, similarly by means of the light of the nature of pure consciousness of Atman self alone, we are all knowing or cognizing everything. As per the Gita statement, Yena Sarvamidam Tatam, meaning that Atma Chaitanya or pure consciousness of the Self by which everything is pervaded. In order to cognize or know that which separate effort can there, there at all be needed, it is sufficient if we exist or keep quiet within ourselves. That is our real being, that is all. So much alone is enough. Therefore, the meditation or contemplation. Upon external objects or even concepts totally extraneous or alien to our essential nature of pure consciousness, should necessarily be given up. To wit, we should give up consciously our innate identification with our senses as it exists involuntarily and recede within. Withdraw the mind inwards stage by stage. If this mixing or blending of the senses with the external objects on on the one hand and of the mind with the senses and their sensations on the other vanishes, then alone we can remain established in the pure consciousness that is intuitive experience of atman or self which alone is the substrate or the reality of all existence. What is meant by the expression? Introverting the mind. What is meant by withdrawing the senses? The real significance or import of these expressions in the above context is, leave the external objects outside alone. Do not get associated with or involved in their contemplation in your mind. You stand aloof with all equipoise in yourselves. This alone is Atma Jnana, that is self-knowledge. The subtle meaning of the statement, I got established or stood still in myself, should be fully and clearly understood, discerned. For all of us being pr- Pramatras, Cognizers, like the Bilinguistics, Dvibhashis, having undertaken or resumed the external empirical dealings on the one hand and at the same time we exist in our essential nature of the witnessing principle, Self, who cognizes or intuits everything, intuitives everything on the other hand. If we intuitively, intuitively reason out and check up our own plenary experiences in toto, It would become evident that the entity of the form of the I notion, which is called Pramatru, that is, cognizer in Vedantic parlance, and also Aham Pratyaya Gocharaha or Gamyaha, is in truth shining in the light of pure consciousness of Atman or Self, which is of the innate nature of intuitive experience. Further, that I notion or Pramatrutva alone has been inexplicably and unconsciously misconceived or believed to be our atman or self, the real essential nature of pure being consciousness, bliss, with the result that we are all quite naturally under a delusion. Just like the fools who, on seeing a round tin piece lying on the ground but shining brilliantly in sunlight, say, the sun has fallen to the ground, we all of us cheated by the power of delusion, as it were, presume. This misconceived form of Pramatru, that is the cognizer alone, which is in truth basking in the borrowed light of pure consciousness, Sakshi Chaitanya of Atman, and apparently appears to be our own essence of being, to be the I, Chidabhasa, the real entity. As a result of this misconception, we may, uh, that is, we have become susceptible to the misery, shoka, and attachment, moha, which accrue from that delusion. But the real I exists as the substratum behind, so to speak, this apparent reality of I-notion or the Pramātru, that is a cognizer, in all of us. Listen to the scriptural statement. Soprāntanjāgritāntancha Ubhauye nānupashyati Mahāntam vibhumātmanam Matvādhīro nashochati 224 meaning, one who cognizes that great, all-pervasive Atman alone, who by virtue of his being of es- the essential nature of pure being consciousness or intuitive experience, is witnessing, objectifying both the dream state and the waking state, such a one will not grieve. Here, in this context too, for the I notion, which exists in the form of the Cognizer of Brahmatru in the waking state, does not possess the qualification or capacity to travel to or enter the dream state. We are saying I saw a dream, but that witnessing pure consciousness, Sakshi Chaitanya, with whose strength or light we are all saying in the above manner that witnessing principle alone is our real Atman or Self, who has pervaded both three st- both these states by his essence of pure consciousness. That is intuitive experience or Sakshi Anubhava. To one who has cognized that pure consciousness, that is, who has gained the intu, gained that intuitive experience of the type, I am that essential nature of pure being consciousness bliss alone. What misery can there be? Why, for what reason can there be grief? Now, if we see from one viewpoint, we ourselves who are the cognizers, Pramatrus, are seen from the another viewpoint, existing as of the essential nature of pure being consciousness, bliss, if we analyze and separate our nature of the cognizership and get ourselves established in our essential pure uh, essential nature of pure being consciousness, bliss of the self, which is our bright right, birthright and an eternal, infallible fact of our life, then it is tantamount to saying that our avidya, that is ignorance or nascence, is removed and we have attained self-knowledge. In fact, the scriptural texts have described such a culmination of intuition. Experience as a result of the removal of avidya in various ways like one who cognizes that this avidya exists in the heart will untie the knot of avidya. One who cognizes that this avidya exists in the heart will untie the knot of avidya. This vidya exists in the heart. So you showed us the other bank of this river called avidya. You alone are our father. Mm, not avidya it is vidya actually all such statements that's river called avidya avidya is river so other bank we you saw uh, you showed so you are you alone are our father all such statements should necessarily be interpreted or understood in this manner alone vidya prapti that is attainment of self-knowledge avidya nevrutti that is removal of ignorance or nonsense Brahmaprapti, that is the attainment of the ultimate reality of Brahman. All these are not phases or transformations which occur stage by stage, one by one. They occur or happen at all at once and together, so to speak. When there is avidya nivruti, you get that is Vidya prapti and also Brahmaprapti. Same. They should be they should not be reckoned or discerned as events in time and space nor with any casual causality for the ultimate reality of Brahman or Atman is an eternal entity beyond or transcending all categories and relationships of time-space causation indeed. Just as for a person who is eating food every morsel of food taken gives him satisfaction, strength and removal of hunger all together at once, in that same sense here too it should be understood. Really speaking there is no difference or distinction whatsoever between the ultimate reality that is Brahman or Atman and the empirical phenomena. one entity alone. Seen from different viewpoints seems to be rather appears to have split split up into the ultimate reality as also the empirical phenomena and dealings. That's all. Yanisha Sarva Bhutanam Tasyam Jagrati Sanyami Yasyam Jagrati Bhutani Sa Nisha Pashyato Mune Gita, second chapter, 69th shloka. Meaning that which is a night of darkness for all creatures, in that the Sanyami, or the one who has conquered his senses, a yogi, is awake. That in which all creatures are awake to the Muni, or the realized soul, that is, one who has attained self-realization, who is witnessing all that, it is a night of darkness, that is avidya alone paramartha that is ultimate reality of brahman or atman is for the common run of people like a night of utter darkness to them there is no possibility of any knowledge or understanding the, of the question what is meant by the ultimate reality and where is it just as to those who are going who are groping out in utter darkness everything seems to be of a pitch black color alone and it is not known in the manner it is such and such a thing with some sense of certainty in the same way for those who are immersed in the utter darkness of ajnana that's ignorance if it is indicated that there exists an ultimate reality which is of undivided essence of being of the essential nature of pure consciousness and supreme bliss they are astounded they feel in the manner these people, that is Vedantins who propound in that manner say that it, this world which is full of such differences and is enveloped by happiness and misery is an entity which is undivided and full of consciousness and of the nature of bliss of uh, bliss or unalloyed happiness. How can it be true? But that divided or uh, uh, differentiated world which the common run of people divide or differentiate in the manner this is mine, this is yours. If an action or a transaction is carried out in such and such a manner, such and such a result of fruit accrues and deal with persons and things as if they are perceiving such phenomena quite clearly, now that empirical world is not visible at all to one who is a realized soul or jnani. He feels on the other hand in a manner when one looks everywhere he finds one and the only reality of the essence of rather as the very embodiment of bliss existing, then how can it be that these people are perceiving these differences in all such ways and which entity could it be all about? It must be that these ignorant people are muttering or talking in their sleep or obsessed by such deluded ideas. Ideas. Thus the Vedantic or philosophical dictum in this regard is, what exists is one reality alone from a different viewpoint of the unrefined or uncultured people that very non-dual or absolute reality itself appears as a differentiated or variegated world to the jnani that is the one who has attained self-realization that absolute reality alone appears as an undivided akhanda embodiment of consciousness chinmatra if in vedantic parlance it is stated that one attained Self-knowledge or self-realization, it means that misconception, viparita jnana or avidya, that is ignorance of the nature of superimposition is removed or has vanished. If it is said one attained atman or selfhood, then it means that he attained self-knowledge or self-realization alone. Once again, the Vedantic dictum in this regard is the disappearance of ajnana or avidya, the attainment of self-knowledge or self-realization, Finding out or searching out Atman that is the self attainment of self attainment of Atman that is the self. All such empirical expressions are mere misconceptions indeed in the absolute sense or in the ultimate analysis from the Sakshi Chaitanya standpoint. To cognize or intuit per saltum that all this is Atman alone of the essential nature of pure consciousness or intuition experience per se is the mitigation of all miseries or ills of life. And at the same time, that is, attainment of all the purposes or goals of human existence in toto. This is the fifth chapter. So, next, in the sixth chapter, we will see the teaching method adopted by the Shastras. So, this ends this session. Hare Rama. On Sat.